to join the show. Kyle Quinn behind the glass. A ton to get to today. Combine starts. Howie and Sirianni speak later. Sixers last night. Baseball down in Clearwater. And uh, a lot to discuss here. Good morning, Douglas. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Philly. There we go. I like the pause. I Good like morning, the pause. Atlanta. <laughs> no. I like the pause. All right, so much to discuss today. We will get to that Sixers loss last night because it was very frustrating to watch them lose the Miami Heat. Philly stuff, so great guests, including Howard Escalator, Elliot from Indianapolis. But, you you know, it's interesting hearing Howie Roseman uh, and that cut of him, you know, back in the day talking about being aggressive and, and, and how they roll in this front office. And you, it's interesting as we get into this offseason, because really it starts today. I, I think the NFL offseason in earnest starts now because they're at the NFL Combine. This is when all these GMs talk, and it's not just about the draft stuff. It's about trades, free agents. It all starts now in Indianapolis. And as I think about this offseason and where the Eagles are at, I, I haven't heard one person say this yet, what I'm about to say. And I'm, I'm not really under, I don't really understand why, because I, I think it's the proper way to go for where the Eagles are at with a team that, let's just be real, they were two minutes away from a championship. They were yes. two minutes away from winning the Super Bowl. If Jalen Hurst gets the ball back, they, there might have been a parade. You there know, might be a chance. There might. They might have won that game if they got the ball back. They didn't. But they were two minutes away, and from top to bottom all year long, they were the best team in pro football this past year, and they lost a heartbreaker in the Super Bowl. And you, here's what I want to do as, as offseason begins. I want to run it back. I keep hearing over and over about how the Eagles have to, you know, think big picture and they got to go long term and they got to let all these guys go. Why? Why? We have a GM here in Howie Roseman who's great with the cap. And the Eagles have a quarterback in Jalen Hurts that, as of today, is still really cheap. We'll see how this contract goes, how they structure it. But I, I haven't heard one person say Javon Hargrave should definitely come back. Bradbury should definitely come back. CJ Garner Johnson should definitely come back. I believe they should. I want the Eagles to run this back. They were the best team in the NFC last year. They had the best roster in the NFL. And there's a window, Hugh, here in the NFC to do it again. I I say run this thing back. I appreciate your passion, Joe, but that's not going to happen. Because like that old fat Joe said, yesterday's price Mm -hmm. is not today's price. And if you go back and you listen to that cut that that Kyle played of Howie Roseman, there's one thing that he said in there that resonated with me. He said, we had a quarterback on a rookie contract. That is the most important thing that he said in that whole cut. Yep. That's not going to be the case anymore. You're going to have to massage some numbers. You're going to have to move some money around, and you're going to have to let some guys go because your quarterback is about to eat up a lot of your cap space. Well, he is. You're right about that. It's going to change. But but I will say this, and we don't know how the Jalen Hurts contract will be structured. We don't know that. But if you go back to the Carson Wentz contract, right, Mm -hmm. they gave it to him after the 2018 season. You know, it didn't get really expensive for a couple years. The way they did it was it was kind of cheap still in that first year, yeah. and then it started to grow. And you think about Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, other quarterbacks have gotten paid. These teams kind of keep that number low for a year or so, and then it starts to gradually explode. The Eagles could do that, and I, I want them to prioritize bringing these guys back. They had a special roster this year. They could do it again. And let me throw this out because I, I think there is a – you know, I'm going to use the word fear. I think there's a fear among the fan base that this is going to what's going to happen this year if they don't think big picture. It's going to be like 2017, right? They mm-hmm. went, made, you know, won the Super Bowl, and then they they kind of kept the band together a little bit, and then by 2020, the whole thing fell apart. But I don't necessarily think the idea Howie Roseman had four or five years ago was terrible. It the problem was Carson Wentz who, was not the guy you thought he was. Yeah, and ironically, yesterday he was released again by yeah. another team. But yeah. he he wasn't the guy we thought he was, and it threw the whole thing off. I believe in Jalen Hurts. Keep these good players around him, and the Eagles could go win a championship next year. See, this is the thing. You're, you're I'm with you on that, but but you're not going to be able to keep all the defensive players that you want to keep. 
You talk about Javon Hargraves. There were some reports that Slay potentially could be traded. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is the problem. You're not going to be able to pay everybody. This is where this becomes a chess match because you're looking at potential moves down the line when you talk about this Philadelphia Eagles football team. And what it is is this. You're going to pay your quarterback. You're going to give him enough money up front so you can prorate that money as much as you possibly can over the life of his contract. Yep. And then with that, you're going to try to sign key free, that guys that you've designated as key components to your success for next year. And then on top of that, you're going to sprinkle in some young guys. But with all that being said, the most important piece to this puzzle that you're trying to put together is the quarterback. And with that being with, with all of that going on, you're going to have a certain window of time where you're going to have to try to win as many Super Bowls as you possibly can. There, it was something that was said a few weeks ago that Warren Sapp said, and I'll never forget. You know, I grew up in an era where, where my, my thought process was defense wins championships. You know, defense was the ones that, you know, you rolled that. You, you know, you had offense or whatever. Your defense was the ones that stymied everybody. You look at the Baltimore Ravens defense. You look at that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Sure. And those, those Super Bowls that they played in, that was true. Nowadays, that is not the case. Your $100 million quarterback is going to be the guy that you're going to put the game on his shoulders, and he's going to be the one that makes the difference for you. And that's what it's all about. That's why they're going to pay Jalen Hurts all that money. That's why they have Devontae Smith. That's why they have A.J. Brown. That's why they're potentially going to go out and get some more offensive weapons so that you could be in a situation where there's going to be a shootout as far as, you know, if you're in a Super Bowl game, it's going to be a high-scoring affair. It's not going to be so much about defense. You can even go back to that Super Bowl that the Eagles won. Oh, totally. And look at look totally. at that game. Tom Brady, I think he had, a, what, like over 500 yards total offense, something crazy like that. And he still lost. because He still other, lost the game. You're right, because the other team had more offense. 215-592-9494. Hugh, you're absolutely right on that. The offense is the key to everything here with the Eagles. But I feel good about the offense. And now Brian Johnson announced this morning by uh, Adam Schefter, reported that he's going to be the offense coordinator. So they got continuity on that side of the football. Same, you know, guys that's been the building with Jalen Hurts. I look at it this way. The Eagles have an opportunity. The NFC – until I see drastic improvement out of, I don't know, San Francisco doesn't have a quarterback still, right? Their quarterback's about to have Tommy John surgery, Brock Purdy. The other guy had ankle surgery last year. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lions, I think, are interesting, but they haven't made the playoffs in a million years. Let's see them actually get in and do something. The Cowboys, we don't believe in. Like, there's an opportunity here for the Eagles to go back to the Super Bowl. And I know all those stats out there. I, I, I've heard them. I've seen them. How hard it is to go back after you lose a Super Bowl. But look, I mean, if Joseph Asai doesn't push Patrick Mahomes out of bounds, the Bengals might have been back in the Super Bowl. Sometimes we, we go too far with those statistics. I, I look at it like this. The Eagles have an opportunity, and they should run this back. Bring these guys back. Like, how he's a wizard with the cap. They can make this work. 215-592-9494. They have a chance here. You know, you look at all these lists, all these free agent lists. Hugh, there's a lot of Eagles, and I want most of these guys back. It's not going to happen, Joe. Got to do gonna it. Happen. Not going to happen. Because a lot of these guys, like like th- this, this is what when I start to read between the lines a little bit. Because when I heard that that Slay could potentially be traded, the fir- my first thought was they feel that there's a there's a spot there that they could upgrade. Mm. Like that that's the first thing that it said to me. Because you talk about a, a Pro Bowl corner guy who who has been a stalwart at, at that position. They're willing to move on from him. They're willing to throw him out there as a tra- as a trade piece because they're trying to acquire assets and get younger on that side of the ball. So that that's what that says to me. And then when you talk about other guys that they haven't signed yet, haven't had really haven't heard too many conversations about Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargraves, guys like that. 
that to me says that they're willing to move on from those guys and get younger because they have the key components. In my, in my mind, I think that they feel they have key components that they need to go out and win the championships, and that's their offensive weapons. Well, well, they do. On that side of the football, they do. I, I'll throw this out there. As I think about you know, how the Eagles could do this, I think about the Los Angeles Rams in the last five years. 11 wins in 2017, 13 in 2018, 9, 10, 12, a Super Bowl championship, made two Super Bowls. They were all in every year. You know, I, I'm not worried about three, four, five years from now. They could reset this. Like The Eagles fell in 2020. They got right back up. It, it, that happens sometimes. I'm not thinking big picture this offseason. I think the Eagles should go back all in, be aggressive, free agency, bring their guys back. I'll even go after some guys in the free agent market that are out there. 215-592-9494. It seems to me, you, you're thinking more big picture with this. Yeah, I am. And I'm looking at, you look at last year and the moves that they made, bringing in Robert Quinn and Dominican Sue, guys like that. That was a push all the way in move. All Especially in. Especially when you talk about the way that that defense was faltering down the, down the, down the I would say the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. They couldn't stop the run. They yeah. couldn't stop the run and all the stuff. That's when Howie pushed all in because he knew that, that that was a squad that could potentially win the Super Bowl that year. So now you look at it. Quarterback is about to make a ton of bread. He is going to be your future for a long time. Devontae Smith is going to be in a position where he makes, he's going to make a ton of bread. You already got A.J. Brown locked up. You have to make moves now to make sure that you keep adding pieces around your quarterback and allow him and give him the tools that he needs to get over that hump and win a Super Bowl, maybe even two. Because you're talking about your window, to me, for this Philadelphia Eagles team is at least two to four years of potentially winning a Super Bowl. Because that's what it is. Because then you know your guys going to want to get paid, guys going to want to get overpaid, and you're going to have to make some moves. You look at Tariq Hill when he was with the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They couldn't pay him. They let him go. You could potentially have one of that with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. You could. No, you that's could have possible. that. So, so, so you have to put yourself in a position where you're going to be in the playoff conversation for the next four to five years, and then whatever happens after that, then you, you, you work around that. But it's about that offense now. It's about offensive players. Not so much about defense like it used to be. Yeah, it feels like this is the big decision the Eagles have to make this offseason. It really does. And listen, I want to play this for you because I keep hearing this. J- Jason McCourty, Good Morning Football. I mean, l- listen to this. It-, it sounds like people are ready in retool mode when this team just was in the Super Bowl. To me, for Howie Rolsman, the decision has to be made now as you look at this list. Some of these guys are older. Some may retire. Some may still want to play. But you now have to make the decision, who are you going to invest in and bring back? And I think now for them, as you're looking at the offseason, those are the hard decisions that you have to make. The Philadelphia Eagles have two first-round draft picks in this year's draft. Some of these guys, as good as players they are, you have to say, hey, we appreciate what you've done for the Philadelphia Eagles, but we have to move on, and you have to try to draft the replacements. Some of the guys on the roster, you already have the replacements. They just haven't gotten their opportunity to play. Run it back. That's not what McCourty's saying there. He's talking about big picture here. You know what the the hardest lesson that I had to learn as a player was that it's time to move on when when, when your 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 clock is ticking. Mm. It's winding down. That's why for me, when the Eagles decided to let me go, I was upset. But as I got older and saw the game and how it evolves and how it changes every day, I understand more so now than I ever did why you move on because you're trying to stay competitive. The unfortunate part about it is, is that we we get attached to players and we love them and and, and we always remember them as the guys that they used to be. One thing that I always hear, and I think it's funny, when people see me, they all look like you can still play. 
It's a look. <laughs> it's just a look. It's, just, it's not. You know, you look at Ike. Ike look like John Ritchie. Look like they can still play. Yeah. It's a look. Yeah. It doesn't look. mean you really can. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you really can play. That's the reality of this game. And when you start to see a player's skills diminish, no matter how much you love that player or no, no matter how much you see that player or want to see that player like he used to be, you have to keep this train yeah. rolling. you got to keep it rolling because the bottom line is you, you're trying to win championships, man. And if you got guys that you see that their skills are starting to go, it's better to uh, fish and cut bait now as opposed to wait and be in a situation where – you know, you get in the middle of the season, then his game just falls all the way off. Well, that was the Eagles you grew up in and you played in you. That was Joe Banner, and, and for the most part, it worked out great. And Howie Roseman has, has had a little bit of both. But in 2017, he tried to run it back. I don't necessarily think it was the wrong idea. We've talked about it as if it was wrong. The quarterback went bad. I don't think this one will. 215-592-9494. Kyle, what, what are you saying on this, Kyle Quinn? Run it back or think big picture this offseason? Yeah, I, I just think there's a path to this team contending while sort of simultaneously building it up for the long term, I go back to after the 2020 season when this team was 4-11-1 and how he refused to even call that offseason a rebuild and he put his money where his mouth was. They made the playoffs the very next year and went to the Super Bowl just two years later. So I look at it this way. You have Jalen Hurts. You have the pieces on offense, right? They're going to be here for a, at least a few more years. You have the continuity with Brian Johnson, who's now the OC. And you have Hassan Reddick, who's a game wrecker on defense. You made the Rams comparison I'm going to make the Chiefs comparison and how they paid Patrick Mahomes, yet they're still contending for Super Bowls every year, even while not necessarily going all in, right? They lost Tyreek Hill. They let him go, but they drafted impact players like uh, Isaiah Pacheco and the young guys in the secondary, and they didn't really miss a beat. So I don't see why the Eagles can't be that team as well. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop in. Offseason really today begins in earnest. The combine begins. Howie will speak later. So will Sirianni. Brian Johnson is the offensive coordinator. That was announced this morning. Where do you stand on this offseason? Because this really is the crux of the conversation and what Howie's got to decide. Run it back. Try to bring as many of these guys back as possible, which is what I do. Or think big picture and think long term on this. John is in Philadelphia. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning, guys. How are we doing today? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, John, what are you thinking? I'm thinking we got to go full force. You know, we got to go full force ahead, man. I mean, listen, our core, our offensive core, our talent is young, and this is the time now to do it. I mean, obviously, I understand. I would love Joe, just like you, to keep everybody, but that's not possible. So, you know, we're going to have to be selective. But you know, I do believe that Howie can come up with something. We have a lot of draft draft capital where we can go full forward, and like Kyle said, we can build towards the future. I mean, yeah, you know, we do have that kind of draft capital. We have that kind of general manager. I think it can happen, but. I don't think, you know, I don't think we roll it back by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, and this is what Howie's got to decide, right? Because every dollar he spends today on one of these guys is another dollar he's not going to have tomorrow. That, that's the way all this works. And, John, I, I hear you guys and the idea of the big picture, but I, I just there, – there's an opportunity to win a championship next year if they bring most of these guys back. Yeah, and it's still there. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think it's possible to bring everybody back because there's going to be some guys that are going to want to get paid. Mm. And they're going to look at you, and, and, and you're going to offer them a contract, and you might think it's a good contract. They're going to look at that and be insulted. That's, that's yeah. going to be the problem. But, I mean, let's be realistic. A lot of these guys want to get paid, and they want to get paid over time. They don't, they're not going to be interested in signing a one-year make-good deal. I mean, yeah, they, want to, they want what's theirs, and you know, I respect that. I mean, they've earned it. So, I mean, like you said, we're not going to be able to keep everybody, but I still think we have enough that we can you know, keep on rolling it forward. 
Well, yeah, well, here, I think this is the, the thing. And, John, we appreciate the phone call. They're going to be a good team, you know, I would say a pretty good team next year, no matter how they play this. It's a matter yeah. of do they want to push their chips in again or do they want to make sure the next three, four to, you know, three to four years or so are, are, are locked in and, and, and set up. I'm not worried about that. Like, they've got a window right now. And in the NFL, you, you, I'm sure you, you've thought about this and know it. It changes fast, man. Things change fast in the NFL. it changes so fast. So right now the NFC looks bad. In two years, maybe it won't. I, I have no idea where these quarterbacks are going to land, who's going to get drafted. Like In two years, who I have no idea, but three teams in the NFC we think are not very good right now, they might be good. The competition might be tougher. Look at, look at it like this, Joe, and, and, and this, is, this is how you should look at it. How many good quarterbacks are out there in free agency? You know, and by the way, Marcus Mariota just got cut. So, so if you want to throw him into the, if you want to throw his name in the hat for a good quarterback, there, yeah, could be the Eagles' backup. By the way, that wouldn't shock me. No, he, it would because he's horrible. Marcus <laughs> Merrill, Mar- listen. Well, you know him better than I, I do. Know, like you just talk about, you talk about Carson Wentz. The bottom line is this, and you you talk about the the Washington Commodores. They have a good defense. Mm. What don't they have? Quarterback. A quarterback. So, so the point that I'm making is this: you look at our division. You're talking about signing. Daniel Jones about to get paid. We have the absolute best quarterback in the division. When you look at the NFC as a whole, because Aaron Rodgers is still in there, you probably have two or three top-tier quarterbacks in the NFC. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Your window is now. The best, the best possibility that you have, and you talk about the Detroit Lions, they're looking for a quarterback. Even though Jared Goff was a pro bowler. And he's actually a pretty decent <laughs> one. Pretty decent yeah, I think but he's a right. quarterback. You your window is now because of that because you you've identified your guy you've identified it. NFC they're gonna draft a bunch of young quarterbacks this year. I get, bookmark this this year, at least three of these young quarterbacks are gonna be starting on opening day. You're now, probably right. At least three. Yeah, and at a couple least three of, them, of them. A couple of them could end up in the NFC. Yes, and and they're gonna be it's gonna be for them trial by fire. So this is your best window now. It's not like, you know, defenses, yeah, that's good to build up your defense, but it's about your offense and having that signal call. Well, it is. And, and, and I look at the, the NFC and its position for the Eagles, and, and I, we've heard all the stats. We've seen them. Well, how difficult it is to go back to the Super Bowl when you lose it. That's fine. But not many conferences are like this. The Eagles have an opportunity. I think it would be a mistake if Howie Roseman and the Eagles say, we got to have a five-year window and we hope one of these we crack through. No, go win it next year. Like, if they – if the Eagles, we know the offense is going to be good, right? We know the continuity is there. If they could bring back Hargrave, Bradbury, Chauncey Garner-Johnson, or bring back Hargrave and Chauncey Garner-Johnson and, I don't know, trade for a, uh, as I throw my pen across the room by accident, <laughs> trade trade for a Jalen Ramsey. I, I'm getting animated here. If they could do that, they will have a real chance to go win the Super Bowl. I don't want to go into next year with the idea of, ah, oh, well, they'll take a step back. I, Hugh, it feels like a lot of fans are okay taking a little step back next year. I don't get that. It's not, I don't think it's a step back. I, I think – I. I, I totally get where you're coming from, Joe. You you are looking at the players that we have, and you're saying with these these core group of guys that we have a chance to run it. Let's go. But but okay, step back, Joe. We didn't win the Super Bowl with these core group no, of guys. No, they didn't. We but they didn't. but they were the best team for all year long. They were the best team all year long. Certainly but, the NFC. But they were not the best team overall. You talk about going into this Super Bowl. I said our best chance to win that defense for. The Kansas City Chiefs was suspect. They could be had, mm-hmm. that, especially that secondary. We exploited that to a certain extent. Patrick Mahomes is, you know, Patrick Mahomes. We need to change something, I feel, in that secondary. There was a lot that I, me personally, that I feel that they could not do 
because of some of the guys that they had on that back end. You know, and I feel that when you talk about, to me, when you say Darius Slay is potential trade, you know what that says to me? He he didn't grade out as high as a lot of people thought he did. Like, they, they looked at film to me and said, hey, you know what? There's opportunity in this draft to get better mm-hmm. at that position. I, I, I would bet on some of these young guys that have come in and maybe be better than he was. That's no disrespect to Slay. I think he did a hell of a job. Sure. But it comes to that point where you see certain things that are just not – they're not adding up. But one thing that when I got here people complained about was the fact that this defense didn't bliss a lot. Mm-hmm. I said that if that's the case – because I'm on the outside looking in and I'm, getting, I'm playing catch-up. But if they're not blissing, that's because they don't feel comfortable with the guys that they have on the back end that can lock up these, these receivers. Because you got a dynamic pass rush, in my opinion. So something there's a disconnect somewhere. So they obviously feel that there's a chance to upgrade those positions with some of these young players that are coming, in, coming into the league this year. Yeah, and they could do that, right? They have two first-round picks. But look at last year. I, I'll go back to last year. They, had, they, they spent picks on guys that are going to be part of this thing. Jordan Davis, Cam Jurgens, Nicobe Dean. None of them played. They didn't have to play more much because this past year they were so loaded. Let's do that again. I mean, t- take the young quarters. I'm all for that. But run it back. I, I, I don't like the idea of the Eagles just saying, ah, we got a long window here. We'll, we'll win one of these. You know what? The Packers thought that. The Packers Hey, what's going on? Hey, Rasheem, what are you thinking? Good, 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 good. I agree with y'all. I think that you do need to run it back just because of I hear what you're saying here as far as we didn't win it all, but we, you know, we was in position to win. It, it, it's not like the game was in the Super Bowl where we got over. So I think if you take the formula from the game, see what you needed to improve from, I think we could be almost in that same exact position. And like you guys said, the conferences, conference play a huge part of it. Um, 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 not a strong NFC East. Um, 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 and, you know, having a quarterback with going into his fourth year, which I think, well, Harvey Rosen and how he's going to oversee the contract, I think it's not going to kick in until the following year. So I think with that, you have an extra, you know, an extra year open window as far as having him on his rookie contract. Yes, he might get a little increase, but I still think you have the uh, 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 money flexibility to, you know, to bring back a Hargrave, to bring back a Chauncey. They, they're for sure bringing back Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. My whole thing is I, I'm st- I really don't know if I want to bring back Hargrave or if I want to bring back Bradbury. I'm going a little bit more towards Hargrave because you're going to be losing Fl- Fletcher Cox and everybody else. But this is, to me, it's definitely like a retool. I don't see a rebuilding this. You have a 10th temp- pick in that position. I think he's going to be a starter. Like, no matter where we draft him at, I think he will be a starter. Yeah, he's got a – Rasheem, that kid's probably going to play really early, and they have to. Yeah, they, absolutely. They, yeah, th- there's no question. Rasheem with Priest, a phone call. 215-592-9494. They have picks, and they'll use them. And those kids might have to play early. But I – I see free agents here that they could find a way to resign. They could they could push the money around on Jalen's contract to have one more cheap year. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where are you on this? Because I I feel like a lot of people in our conversation yesterday about Ramsey seem resigned to the idea. Yeah, they won't be as good next year. They got to kind of retool this or think big picture. I'm not there. Do you think the Eagles should run it back? I do. Hugh obviously believes they should they should think big picture on this. We got that Sixers lost last night. Champ camp check-in down in Clearwater. we got Howard Eskin at noon, Elliot at 1 from Indy. Combine starts today, 215-592-9494. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Sports Radio 9.
no, we're never going to call this a rebuild. You know, we want to retool. We want to get good as quickly as possible. You know, that's our goal. We've seen it happen. Coach Kelly left and everyone was saying the same thing. It was going to take us a long time. And um, within after one year, we, we were back in the playoffs and competing for a championship. So there's nothing we're doing other than to try to win as many games as quickly as possible. That's what I like to hear. Welcome back. It is the VIP Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giulio, 215-592-9494. Hugh, win as many games as quickly as possible. That's the name of the game, man. Try to be competitive. You never know. Like, you never know if you're going to win a Super Bowl or not. But you get in the dance, chip in the chair, got a shot. That's all you want. Well, and that that was the Eagles uh, for a lot, really all, all of your time here. That that was what they were. I mean, right? You guys didn't get one. You got to one Super Bowl, but you you were in every year. Every yeah. year, this city felt like you had all a right, chance. Had a real you chance. Had a chance. You and had and, a chance. and I think the way they built those teams was great for the long term. And the way the Eagles could build this team, I could see them going that way. But I, I see an opportunity here in the NFC and and the league that I don't want to pass up. And I go back to 2017. I, I don't think their strategy was necessarily wrong. You know, Hugh, they they went all in, right? They won the Super Bowl, and they oh, they, they tried to do it again, right? They, they tried to pay the quarterback. Bring everybody back, right? Yeah. Bring the band back together. And ultimately, they went backwards. But I think that was more on the fault of the quarterback not being what they thought he was than the strategy. I mean, the strategy wasn't terrible. The, the quarterback just didn't play well enough. 215-592-9494. Where are you on this? All in, run it back, or or think big picture here. For the future, Self is in North Philly. What's up, Self? Self. What's up, man? Hey, fellas, what's going on? Hugh is one of my favorite all-time Eagles, man. You killing me, bro? What I do? <laughs> what I do, Self? Change I'm just, I'm just being all... practical, dog. That's all I'm nah, doing. Listen, all change ain't good, man. And I'm one who don't do well with change, right? And this ain't no, a I young man that, sport. <laughs> it's not a young man game. This is a grown man game. You the, the the point of playing sports is to win the big game. That's the end all be all, right? We not trying to build for ten years later. I don't care about us being in the playoffs ten years from now. You want to win the Super Bowl the next year, so you don't go and get these guys because they twenty three and twenty four. Because what happens then is when you go to rebuild again, those are now the older guys. So it's moving butt backwards, man. You know, I don't want to hear that bill for the future thing. You want to win, you want to win now, right? So you put the pieces in place to win. This is chess, not checkers, man. Okay. Let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this, though. Who is the most important piece that the Eagles have right now? Who's the most important piece? The most important piece that I would say right now will always be the quarterback. Right. And you have him signed, right? Everybody else is just they're, they're cogs in the wheel that you can cha- you can change as long as you have that guy. Think, look at look like like look at the model of the Kansas City Chiefs. They got rid of a potential Hall of Fame receiver. Mm-hmm. They got rid of a Hall of Fame receiver because Andy Reid said he couldn't pay right. And yeah. everybody said going into this year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody said that they were going to regress because they went out and got TikTok boy, Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> guess who's the Super Bowl champion right now? TikTok boy. TikTok boy. But guess what? TikTok boy is not from fresh out of college either. But wait a minute. Dude, but he was a piece. Block. He was a piece. He wasn't a big part. You know how many, you know how many touchdowns that that cat had this year? During the regular what season? Like, what, was, two? You? He had two. He was, you? he was a bishop or a knight. He wasn't a poor. But, but, but the point is this. The point that I'm making is this, so. Your quarterback is the most important piece. Everybody else is just they they they're, they're pawns. 
to your point, they're pawns. And this defense, is as much as we want to vaunt them, hell, the, the Kansas City Chiefs won with two young cats back there that look, look lost at times. They still but won. I, I got to disagree with you there, too. I don't blame that on the, on the DBs. I blame that on the coaching. Jonathan Gannon was horrible. I called this station on Angelo. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Kansas, City, Kansas City DBs. Right. I'm talking about Kansas right. City yeah, DBs. Young, they had young oh, okay. ones out there. They had, Kansas City had young DBs. Yeah, and Self, I, Self I'm, you and I are more on the same page that let, let's go here. Like, there's an opportunity to go win next year, and let's not worry about, you know, five years from now. And Self, I appreciate it. One thing that's interesting, we always talk about windows, right, five-year windows. I, I think we overdo that in the NFL. Your guess is as good as mine five years from now who's going to be a good team. I mean, really, I mean, yeah, I would think Patrick Mahomes, as long as he's standing upright, the Chiefs will be a good team with him and Andy Reid. But I, I pulled up the standings five years ago. Okay, Patriots with Tom Brady. Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger. The Jaguars with Blake Bortles. Uh, the Chiefs with Alex Smith. The Eagles with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. The Vikings with Case Keenum. The Saints with Drew Brees. And the Rams with Jared Goff won divisions. None of those guys are on those teams anymore. None. So th- this whole thing about like let's big big picture on this, I I don't big picture is an NFL thing that is rare. It's rare. You know, it's not rare. Winning. If you get there, you can win it. Go all in. I want Hargrave back. I want Gardner Johnson back. I want Bradbury back. I say, Howie, go make it work. Let's talk to Jack in Northern Virginia. What's up, Jack? Jack. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, first time caller, long time listener from Northern Virginia. Um, excited. Uh, for the next season, I say we strike while the iron's hot. Um, let's try and sign these guys and let's utilize our draft picks. Uh, we got a couple first rounders, and I say, uh, as much as it hurts me to say this, but let's let's get rid of Miles Sanders and let's let's draft a young running back and have him sit behind Gainwell and and let's uh, let's take another shot for the Super Bowl. Well, that's the one position, Jack, and he, we've talked a lot about that's Miles. Gonna, that's going to change. Yeah, that, that's the one position I do think you could just, you know, you roll through him, right? Like, I, I, when I say bring, bring, bring the band back, Miles is the one no, guy I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Jack, I'm with you on that. Draft a running back. Yeah, and, and, and it's sad because, you know, he said in some interviews, he's not coming back. And, we need guys like CJ, and we need Hargrave, and, and these are the guys that are are part of the band. And we, we yeah, we, we don't need we don't need Miles Sanders. No, and, and I, I I doubt with all the guys they have, and Jack with all the guys they have here, you I doubt Miles Sanders is back. It's just he's the one guy that it just doesn't make any sense unless he's coming back for I mean peanuts. I don't even think that they want him to come back for peanuts. You might to be, be right, totally honest. And, and and I think that you know a lot of people you have to look at it realistically. There's going to be guys on here. Like, I'm pretty sure in a perfect world, Howie Roseman would like to sign everybody that is potentially going to leave. Mm-hmm. The reality of that situation is some of these guys are going to be asking for way more money than you're willing to pay them. That's the problem. So you have to prepare. You know, when Seth was talking about playing chess and not checkers, this is when you start playing chess because you have to anticipate that, you know, you have a you have set price in your head what a player's worth. He might not feel the same way that you do about his worth. Somebody else is going to overpay for him. They're going to offer most of these guys, I would think, contracts. Or some of these guys are going to look at me like, you know, realistically, we're not going to be able to pay. So we have to let somebody else pay. Right. That's the reality of the situation that we're dealing with. You can't bring everybody back. You can't. Because everybody's not going to want to come back. Everybody's not going to want to come back for the money that you want to pay them. That's why you have to start anticipating and making moves that are, that are going to put you in a situation where 
you can still be competitive. So here's my fear on all this. And I, and I think what you're saying, Hugh, it, it's, it's logical. I mean, it worked for the Eagles during your era, right? Like Dr. Spock. Yeah, you, you are. You are being logical. <laughs> Here is my fear on all this. I, I have a, maybe it's a logical fear. Maybe it's illogical. I think about the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers. They never went all in, right? They, got, they, won, they won it 10 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever it was, 2010. They never went all in. They figured, we have this great quarterback. He's young. We're going to have 10 cracks at this. Yeah. Never got back. Because they never pushed all the chips in again after that first one they had, you know, when they won it against the Steelers. I think about that. I also think about the NFC. Like, yes, if they use their draft picks, if they go a little younger, if they're smart financially, the Eagles are going to have a nice four or five year window. But, Hugh, how do I know in two or three years the NFC is not way better than it is now? And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, the Eagles are in the playoffs every year, but. Uh oh, the Niners are better. Uh oh, the the whoever the Seahawks or the Lions like it could change. You you don't know, but I will say this: the mo- the current model in the NFL, the NFC in particular, I like my chances with my young offense, with the young players that I already have signed for long term deals, right? As opposed to going with an older defense that's aging and getting older. I'll, I'll hey, listen. I will take those young guys and let them learn on the job and allow my offense to grow and evolve. And then the first thing you know, in what, two years from now? Who knows? Jalen Hurst might be talking the same breath as we're talking about a Patrick Mahomes. And, hell, we might be two Super Bowls in going on our third. Who knows? That, I mean, but that's the chances that you take. But it begins with the quarterback. You got to identify that first, that guy first. Well, you do. And they have their guy in Jalen Hurts. It's interesting with the draft picks. Right? They have two in the first round. A lot of people talking about them playing early. Here's how we uh, talking about draft picks and the idea of, of playing early immediate impact. As we know, last year, they drafted three guys, you know, first three rounds. Cam Jurgen second round. Dean, third round. They didn't play at all. And obviously, Davis played a little bit. Here's how we on draft picks and the idea of them playing early. Yeah, we look at the draft as kind of long-term decisions. You know, we don't want to just draft for immediate needs. It would be great if that's what ends up happening with the right players. But we've gotten in problems here where we've just said, hey, we have a need at this position. Let's go draft the best guy at this position. Um, all those guys are ready to play, um, you know, if, if we need them. And they, they can play a variety of roles. So that doesn't mean that we can't bring back the veteran players at those positions. Some of the players at those positions are – some of the greatest players, um, not only to play on our team this year, but in this franchise, and we'd love to have some of those guys back. Um, but those guys are ready. You know, um, they were ready to play this year. Uh, they just had great guys in front of them. You know who that? You know who that sound like you're talking about? Who's that? Fletcher Cox. Yeah, I, I think it was Brandon <laughs> Graham, Fletcher, Fletcher Cox, Fletcher guys Cox. like that. Yeah. And you know, that's that's really what he's saying there. That's you got to read between the lines, man. Well, that, I'm, I'm feeling that, they though. You, you draft the young guys, they sit behind the older <laughs> yeah. guys, and then we you go. got to read between the lines, man. They're gone. Let's talk to Lou, who's up here on WIP. What's up, Lou? Lou. What's up, Joe? Hugh, man. <laughs> What's up, man? I love you, big dog. Love you, big dog. Hey, man, I'm, I have to go with Joe on this because I do feel like we can win it next year with the core group on offense. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I would – Joe, you might be going to overboard with Bradbury, Hargrave, Jalen Ramsey. I don't know how we're going to get all those guys. I guess you're thinking Bradbury or Ramsey. Yes, yeah, yeah, or, or CJ, yeah. right? Like like two of those three, right? Hargrave, bring him back, and then two of the three, Bradbury, CJ, or trade for Ramsey. So some combination there. That makes sense, and I would do that in a heartbeat. I'd probably pick Hargrave and draft a corner because it looks like there's a lot of good corners in the first round. If I'm Howie, I'm trying to trade back a little bit and maybe trade up and go from like 10 and 30 to like 15 and 25 maybe to get two good players on defense. Um, the running back, I don't know if I would do that, but he does look like a game changer. But my the one question I had, oh, yeah, man, he looks he looks crazy good. Um, 
I tried to, I mean, I, that looks like an unstoppable offense if we get someone like that. But I don't know if Howie will go that route. He doesn't usually do running backs in the first round. But my question to you guys is, if they extend Jalen, can they still have him uh, on the rookie deal, you know, not making too much money next year, but then give him a little bit more guaranteed? I'm thinking if I'm Howie, six years, $300 million, $150 million guaranteed, because you can't take Deshaun Watson. That contract's just bogus. But if he can get him at that, I would do that, and I think we can extend it so he makes less money next year and go for it again. Well, it, it all depends on how much money you give him up front, and, and that is possible. You yeah. could give him a, a, a low base salary for that first year, mm-hmm. but still, you, yep. you still, you know, you still got to sign your young guys, and you still have to figure out what you're going to do with some of these vets because this is the problem. Some of these vets, you're not going to sign them to long-term deals like that. You're going to sign them to two- or no. three-year contracts, and, and and the money, it all depends on how you structure their money. It might it might be some serious cap ramifications this year. That's why it's going to be interesting to see who they identify as the guys they're willing to keep and the guys that they're willing to move on from. Yeah, I think Fletcher Cox is one of the cats yeah. they're going to move on from. I agree with that. And Lou, yeah, they they I can agree. to your question and like you were talking about, you can do that. Um, you know, you can re, you could kind of tack the extension onto the back end. And Lou, we appreciate the phone call. Hugh, it's interesting because there's two ways to do it, right? They could. They could move on from these old guys, and they could pay Jalen more money this year, right? Because mm-hmm. they'll have more money to spend this year. And then as the years go on, Jalen's contract would probably be more manageable. Or they could pay Jalen nothing this year, you know, keep it really low, and then net. But next year, the year then after, the, the cap hit comes comes big time, right? So then ne- the next few years, there's less players put around. It's it's all about how they do it and, and how they prioritize this. I mean that they can move money around. I mean Hertz is going to get his money, but I think with Josh Allen with. Um, you know, with Mahomes, even Wentz, when he got his deal here, that first year of Wentz, even though they gave him like the most guaranteed money ever, he only counted like eight million that year. So yeah. you, they could keep Jalen's salary for this year pretty low if they want to. And then think about it like this: speaking of Wentz, this guy, what five years removed from signing a big deal or something like that? Uh, four, five, four, four, four years removed from signing a big deal. He's not in the league now. He's bounced. He had. He's been four teams in four years. Unbelievable. Think about that for a minute, fellas and ladies. Think about how important or or how desperate teams are to find a quarterback. This dude has been on four teams and now he's out of the league. That should tell you right there how important this position is because they he bounced around so much. You got teams that that took on that money that the Eagles paid him cuz they were willing to see if they could fix him cuz they thought they could fix him. And and if I'm not mistaken, when the when the when the Commodores cut him they that's two hundred twenty six million dollars. I think that they have to eat or something like that. Think about that for a minute. That's how important this position is. And yeah, and by the way, if y'all disagree with me, that's okay. I'm I'm not gonna take it personal because I see it everybody is? saying. Sure? Yeah, I'm not gonna take it personal. Oh, they disagree with me every day. No, it's, it's no, no, but I'm saying. But I love the fact that 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 Philly fans are like, hey man, I'm sorry, but I have to disagree. Yeah. you know, it's cool. I apologize, <laughs> yeah. but hey, I love you. But I have to. Disagree. How come they don't say that to me when they they say, "Joe, you're a moron"? Let's go to Adam, who's up on WIP. What's up, Adam? Hey guys, how you doing? What's good. going I'm on? Good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, good, Adam. Pretty what do you think this morning? Uh, well, first, I want to congratulate you, Joe, for the uh, mid cut for the mid morning show, and uh, Hugh. Also, it's great to hear uh, the first time I'm actually talking to you. Um, I used, I'm down here in Atlanta, and I used to listen to you every morning uh, going into work. So. I appreciate you. Yeah, well, thank I, you, Adam. You're like our perfect listener. Adam used to listen to me at night and you in the morning, and now we're together. How about that? That's right. Now I got you both at the same time. Good yeah, time. Yeah, so and it's, I, I kind of miss you down here. I, I can't remember the guy you uh, spoke you, you were with in the morning. Um, 
Uh, uh, I know who he is. We, <laughs> uh, we don't have to speak yeah. his name. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, you guys are good together. <laughs> I, I guess you are. But uh, no, I think. At any rate, um, yeah. So Wentz has been on four teams. Man, well, I guess yeah. it, it, well, will be four. it will yeah, be four. It will be four. Three yeah. in three years. Yeah. I thought it was three teams. Yeah, it is three. I, I think you were saying like his next was, team will yeah. be four if he gets oh, okay. picked up. Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess I'm with uh, with. Uh, Joe and that the uh, Eagles go all in, and um, I guess that's it. But thank you for uh, for all the time down here in Atlanta, Hugh, and I'm great. Glad to hear you up there now. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate, Appreciate that. You. How about that? He he is our perfect listener. He yeah, because he listened to the morning show with me, and I'm I'm not gonna be this, but John Freaky, John Freaky was my partner. Yeah, and uh, he would listen. Uh, Adam in Atlanta would listen to me. Uh, he would call a lot at night. So obviously he uh, he down there He's listening, listening on the app. He's listening on the Odyssey, Odyssey app. app. It's it's great. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. As we talk about all in for the Eagles or think big picture here. I think that this is, and how he's going to speak today at 315, him and Sirianni down uh, over in Indianapolis, the comment, th- that to me is is really the biggest decision they have to make this offseason. We know they're going to pay Jalen Hurts. We know they're going to give him a contract. It's how they approach the offseason here and whether or not they're all in to go win next year, which if they are, I, I believe it's the right strategy. Like This NFC is wide open. Will it be that way in a couple of years? I have no idea. 215-592-9494. Khalil's in Philly. What's up, Khalil? What's going on, bro? How are you? Oh, we're good, Khalil. What's up today? Hugh, what's going on? What's hey, up, I'm man? About to, I'm about to say the most unpopular thing. and probably going to have Philly a little bit upside at me, but we got Jalen under the rookie deal for one more year, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we got the top 10, 10 pick, right? Yes. Man, like, why won't we make, like, I know, like, why we care about people's feelings? Like, it's a, a business is a business. Why can't we make Jalen pay out his last deal, bring everybody back, and pick and pick another top ten quarterback. At this is stud at ten. And if Jalen do ball out like we want him to ball out this year, give him his money. If not, you know, like franchise him. But then if not, we still got this stud. This supposed. I don't know nothing about college. So I don't know if it's a Joe Burrow type that's going to come out or something like that. But we'll never be at at, at number ten again. We can bring the whole team back, pay everybody, and bring Jalen back for his last year, and, and make him just play on his on his, on his last year. So you want to waste the tenth pick in the draft on a, on a backup quarterback? That's a waste. If it's a, the tenth, the tenth is a good spot, right? Yeah, if, but if, if it's some good quarterbacks that's coming out, is this like a but, stud? but Khalil? You know what the problem with that is? You don't know. Like the quarterback is a crapshoot, like it is. And 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 look, go back and look at the number one quarterbacks just that was taken last year. The best quarterback out of that class, I would say last year was what Brock Purdy. Uh, well, the, well, the most accomplished yeah, to this point. To I, this point, Pickett was the only first rounder. Yeah, and he was uh, just blocked yeah. and okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, Purdy so is it's, most productive. And, and you look back, what Trevor Lawrence looks like he's coming into his own now. It, it's it's a position where you got to get guys where like if you got a proven commodity, then you go with the proven commodity. And so far. Jalen looked like he's the real deal. So, so look, I, that's a way to, 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 to Joe's point, that would be a waste to pick at 10. But, Khalil, like, yeah. long-term, what do you do? Like, all right, so you want to you – and I don't think it's insane what you're saying. Like, play it out, right. don't pay Hurts, and then next year deal with it. But then what do you do with the guy you drafted at 10? He's just a backup? That's what I'm saying. No, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. If, like, you, like, Joe Burrow, say – I don't know who coming out of college because I don't know about college. But say it's like a Joe Burrow type that's coming out that's, like, supposed to be a stud and we can still – that quarterback at ten is projected to be the next. Well, if he, well, if he's Joe somebody. Burrow, he's not Man, going to ten. Listen, let me tell you, you know, you know what the funny thing about Joe Burrow is? You know, he started out at Ohio State, right? Couldn't get on the field. Could not get on the field. 
and and went to LSU to play, and now he is the second coming of the Messiah. Right, like like right, seriously, right. so you just <laughs> you just never know, man. It, it's it's one of those positions where you're going to see this year. There's going to be a lot of young quarterbacks taken, and there's, there's going to be a lot of young guys starting this year that were just in college, and they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle mightily, but that's how that's how much pressure teams are under to try to figure out that guy, who that guy is, as soon as possible. Yeah, Khalil, right. I I don't think what you're saying. I'll put it this way, Khalil, we appreciate the call. I. Hugh, I do believe at some point a team is going to try to game the system and just recycle quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't think it's the Eagles. I don't think it's they're going to get rid of Jalen Hurts. But at some point, like you've been saying this since we started, that eventually, like it's so expensive to resign these quarterbacks. And the biggest advantage we all say it is having the cheap quarterback. Mm-hmm. At some point, one of these teams is going to say, "All right, we're going to get four or five years cheap." And then we're going to draft a new one. That's what's going to happen. That's that's about to happen now. It's about to happen soon. I, here, Real soon. Here's the problem with the Eagles doing it. One, Hurts is really good. So yes. we, they, they believe in him. Two, they, the players love him. Love him I think it'd be easier. Like, if he wasn't like that, whatever, let's get a new quarterback. Jalen Hurts is in rare fight air. And I think that a lot of people are missing exactly the total package that this young man mm-hmm. is. You talk about, you know how everybody, you was talking about Tim Tebow a few years ago. Everybody loved Tim Tebow. The only problem that Tim Tebow had was he couldn't play. <laughs> he couldn't throw. <laughs> like, he couldn't play. But you talking about uh, people that were talking about, hey, he could date my daughter. He can stay out with her all night. Like, he was that guy. Jalen Hurst is that guy. And guess what? He can play. Yes. Like, he is what you want your franchise quarterback to be, like, on and off the field. He's all of that. So that's why you pay Jalen Hurst what he wants. Dude, bit creepy. The dude in Cleveland got paid, and we all know what he was doing. And Cleveland said, "You know what? Before Cleveland, Atlanta was like trying to get him. Uh, the Saints, because yep. like think think about that, y'all. This dude was out there getting every getting massages from everybody, and they paid him all this money, guaranteed, <laughs> guaranteed money because he played quarterback. So if you got a quarterback that can play." You don't play around with them. Yeah. Like everybody talking. Listen, everybody talk about hold off to next year. No, that's not that, – that dog ain't going to hunt. Well, that dog is not going to hunt. Then you worry about locker room problems, the franchise tag. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole bunch that of stuff that goes. That dog is not going to hunt. Yeah, that, it, it, it's, it's in theory it could work, but we got to see it in practice. 215-592-9494. It is how you hop aboard. All in or big picture? How do you want the Eagles to approach this offseason? Go all in or think big picture? Howie Rosa, big questions to answer. Combine starts out there today. We'll get to all your phone calls on this. And someone in the Eagles organization got an extension yesterday. It's not the guy anyone wanted to extend. I'll tell you who that is, as well as the latest Eagles coaching staff. Breaking news we had this morning, all plus your phone calls. 215-592-9494 on Sports Radio 94 WIP.